Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Somewhere in the Skies with Ryan Sprague. Hello, my name is Dennis McKenzie. I'm 52 years old and live in St. Louis, Missouri. I was born here but grew up in western Michigan. Uh, My family and I have been living in St. Louis since about 2008. In 2014, um, I experienced a sighting. I didn't share it with anyone, no reason. I just uh, didn't report it. It was strange but uneventful. I mentioned it to my wife, but uh, yeah, I didn't file it with the folks that track these things for whatever reason. Uh, But recently, I've been enjoying Ryan's and uh, some other paranormal and UFO podcasts and listening to accounts of people who've seen the the triangle-shaped lights. Um, It got me thinking and led me to search for any reports of incidents matching what I had seen back around 2013 or 2014. So I got on the Google machine and uh, started poking around and lo and behold I found a report filed on June 12, 2014 in St. Peter's, Missouri. Now I'm, uh, I was in O'Fallon, Missouri at the time which is essentially the same place. O'Fallon and St. Peter's are just one giant suburb. It's one massive neighborhood with about 80,000 people. I read the report and it matched exactly what I saw kind of freaked me out. It was, uh, I think, a high school kid, um, and he had seen it and was talking about it in school and had, uh, a teacher had seen it too. And the area where they were kind of matched, it it synced to what I had seen. So uh, after reading the report, I decided that I'd go on to uh, Ryan's website and summarize my sighting. He asked me to share the story, so here goes. I'm a manufacturing engineer, and I've worked in factories my entire career. Oftentimes, I get called into plants after normal business hours, which is why I was driving down Highway K about 2 in the morning. So at the date, I narrowed down based on reading that other report, and that was filed uh, June 12, 2014. So I was called into the plant for some issue that I don't remember specifically what it was. But I was driving on Highway K in O'Fallon, Missouri. Highway K is an extremely busy road. The, the entirety of this road is well lit, full of major shopping centers, grocery stores, big box home improvement, gas stations. Nothing about this is rural. 
It's a very densely, or very densely populated, very active place. Uh, 2.30 in the morning, I was pretty much the only one on this section of it. Um, you know, most things are closed. It was a pleasant evening. Um, I remember some clouds in the sky. And I was heading south on K and had just passed uh, a road called Laura Hill. And I was, so I was between Laura Hill and Mexico. Um, and I noticed in the sky to my right a triangle of white lights moving steadily through the air. You know, my first thought <clears> that it was a formation of planes. Uh, I didn't see an outline of any craft, just bright white lights forming uh, an equilateral triangle. There were no, no lights at the base, just the sides. And it was moving due west from east to west across K uh, in the direction, it was like arrowhead maybe. Um, I heard absolutely nothing. Completely silence. Um, I had, uh, my radio was off, my windows were down. Um, I couldn't hear a thing. I looked for blinking lights to indicate um, aircraft wingtips or taillights. Um, I didn't see anything that an identifiable aircraft would have had on it. Yeah, the pace of this, whatever this was, was pretty steady, uh, moving about as fast as a traffic helicopter, so not real fast, not hovering. Um, and it didn't appear to be that high because there were some clouds and the lights were very clear. Um, it was moving east to west. I leaned over the steering wheel as I drove kind of under it as it went over K. Um, and I, you know, I'm thinking to myself, holy shit, I'm seeing a UFO. Huh. Um, so after it had moved west and was directly to my left, I still heard absolutely nothing. Not too long after it crossed over K, these things disappeared upward into the sky. And it wasn't a smooth turn or drift into the clouds. These things rocketed upward. I mean, it was immediate. And the, the thing that, that really struck me is that I, I heard nothing. In this area, because of Boeing, um, you know, we have a lot of F-18 traffic. We see F-15s. By the airport, these guys do touch-and-goes where they touch the runway and just explode damn near vertically into the sky. And when a, when a military aircraft is doing that, it is, you hear it in your bones. This was, seemed to be as quick as that, but there was absolutely no sound. Um, the report that was filed by this other individual said that uh, they kind of noted a humming or throbbing sensation. I didn't hear even that, but I was also driving in a pickup truck, so who knows. Um, my thoughts on what it is or what it was, I think it'd be really neat if it were aliens. I would love that. I'm desperately hoping to actually have a video of contact or see something like that, but I think it was, I think it was us. I think it's ours. Um, whatever it is, I, the tech has got to be crazy, like uh, noise canceling technology or even more badass would be a gravity polarizer. How cool would that be?
Um, but I don't know that it was alien. I, you know, who knows? So many people have seen these triangle lights. That's what's got me thinking that it's something that uh, we're playing with. Um, you know, I don't think that we are the only ones in the universe, but like Fermi said, you know, where is everybody? Anyway, the sighting intrigued me, didn't really frighten me. Um, it was just very interesting. I think about it all the time, and every time I, I listen to a podcast or hear somebody or see videos of the Phoenix Lights, it's, you know, I'm really, what the hell was that? That's my story. My name is Melissa, and back on October 3rd of 1995, I had what I can only describe as an unidentified uh, flying object incident. Um, I remember it to be specifically October 3rd of 1995 because it was the day that I was moving from Florida to Kansas after my freshman year of college. And it was my mother, my stepfather, and I in a U-Haul van that I had rented. The reason I know it was October 3rd is because I remember on our way back listening and hearing the O.J. Simpson verdict. So I was uh, able to determine that it was October 3rd of 1995. Anyway, we were driving uh, one straight shot, which is about 25 hours. And we were halfway through roughly about 14 hour into the drive, 14th hour into the drive. And we were east of St. Louis. I'm going to say we were at least an hour, maybe a little bit more outside of St. Louis, Missouri. It was a very, very dark night. Um, There wasn't a lot of traffic because it was a weekday night in October, not a lot of summer travelers or anything of that sort. My stepfather was driving the U-Haul. My mother was in the middle, and I was on the passenger side looking out the window. And I was just kind of looking out the window, um, not really necessarily paying to anything in in particular. And these lights in the sky kind of caught my eye. And at first, you know, you kind of readjust your eyes a little bit and try to figure out exactly what you're seeing. But I saw distinctly like three. And the reason they caught my eye is they weren't moving. Um, But then one would move really slowly and then another one would move. It was almost like this kind of choreographed movement that was going on between the three. That I can't remember how many miles we would have been. We were far enough away where I watched this for a while. And I'm watching it. And another thing that struck me is they were perfectly spaced apart. They were perfectly spaced apart. The lighting on it was kind of sporadic. Um, it was it was like, you know, blinking lights, but, but not like a pulsating light that you normally see on a jet. Um, and they were like I said, perfectly spaced apart, but they would sometimes move at the exact same speed together. Um, or sometimes one would move and the other one would move. And then once in a while, one would just dim completely and be gone. And then I looked and it would be in a different location. So I'm watching this for a while and I'm sitting there in my head trying to decide, like, do I tell my stepfather what I'm seeing? Because this is really odd. And I remember being really nervous to tell him because he's one of those, you know, very skeptical people. 
He also is someone that has his pilot's license, and he was uh, in the Air Force Reserves. So I was like, oh, he's probably going to just kind of dismiss this. But I kept watching it. But as I watched it also, it was like more lights appeared. Then I noticed there was one across the interstate on the other side of us. And so at this point, it's like, it's almost like they're all around. And I don't recall how many there were. Um, But as I said, they were perfectly spaced apart. And the way they were moving, it was almost like there was a communication going on between them. Um, And they, they moved, you know, as I would describe today, very similar to a drone. I feel that it, you know, they were, they'd be stopped for, for a while and then one would move. And so certainly back in 1995, there was nothing that existed to my knowledge, at least, um, that could do this. So I don't remember how long I was watching this several minutes, if not, maybe a little bit more. And, um, I finally told my stepfather, I said, do you see these lights? And I think he was noticing them too. And he didn't want to say anything. And he's like, yeah, I've been watching this. And I said, what is this? And he said, I honestly can't tell you. I don't know what this is. And, um, you know, he was driving, so he had to kind of pay attention to the road. You know, we just didn't really say a lot because we were more just in awe and trying to comprehend what we were witnessing. And I think my mother was a little more freaked out by it. Um, I don't, I, we definitely didn't hear any noise, but the reason we didn't hear any noise also is we were driving. So the, the sound of our vehicle was loud enough to where I wouldn't know if there was any noise associated with, with what we saw. Um, but we would, you know, we got like, what I say closer and closer, we saw them for such a long period of time. It was almost like they were moving with us. I'm not saying they were following us or anything. I'm just saying it was like they were kind of moving along the same pattern or the same um, distance along with us because it felt like we watched this for probably 20 minutes or so. And then as we kind of got outside and closer to St. Louis and you started to see kind of the city lights or at least the, you know, the, 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 the reflection in the sky, they, they just disappeared and that was it. Um, we never really talked about it. We just just kind of gave each other a look and just said, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I just have no idea what that is. And we're used to very dark nights and skies in Kansas. And, you know, we've seen a lot of meteor showers and things of that sort. We just couldn't put a placement to what it was at all. So that was kind of my my one very, very vivid incident with, with an unidentified flying object. And the reason again is there was multiple, um, how many there ultimately were was probably upwards of five. Like I said, they, they seem to have made like a formation of some sort. They were very slow. Um, they weren't moving at any high rate of speed, but then they would disappear or at least the lights would be off. And it was like, they were gone. And then all of a sudden I'd see it what I think was the same one appear in another location. So there was kind of that going on too. So how did it make me feel as far as the whole experience? You know, I mean, looking back on it, um, you know, I, 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 I honestly don't know what I saw. 
I will say this is that I have told several people about it, my husband and uh, a couple family members and some people, friends of mine that are UFO enthusiasts. But a couple years ago, I decided to tell my nephew, who is a Air Force pilot, um, has been an Air Force pilot for 15 plus years and is a very high ranking security. He's been to lots of training, lots of very high end training that, that I probably can't even speak to. So he probably has seen a few things, um, though he won't admit it, but I will say that I told him about this incident and I said, here's what I saw, you know, what do you make of this? And he said to me that he had absolutely no doubt that what I saw was real. Um, he didn't doubt it. And he said that the one thing to keep in mind, he said, is um, that he would say that there are aircrafts that have been created by our military that far exceeds our imagination. Um, so sometimes what maybe I was seeing in 1995 is maybe what's available today, i.e. drones. Um, that's kind of how he explained it. Now, of course, he didn't see it. He doesn't know it. But he did say that there's, there is aircraft that exists that would blow our minds away. So that was kind of interesting to me. And it was also interesting to me that he didn't dismiss, completely dismiss or deny what I said. In fact, if anything, he validated it. So that's kind of reassuring. And um, yeah, that's my story. Thank you. I've always been into aviation and astronomy, especially aviation. But in either case, I've always been looking up at the sky and observing things. And I feel very privileged to have seen something as crazy as this. I also haven't seen any reports of sightings similar to mine over the past 15 years, so whatever it was that I saw, it's not happening anymore. So let me start by giving you the setting. It was late 90s, I'm pretty sure it was 1999, but it could have been early 2000 as well. So there were no smartphones easily available, I didn't have anything in my pocket to film with. Like the nearest camera was probably 15 minutes away, I didn't even know if there was tape for it or not, so I could not record it. All I have is my memory. This also happened in a populated area, which prompted me to think that other people must have seen it, but there was no one around me at the time. It was my grandmother's backyard, and everybody was busy. So, pretty much, if you want to make the case that I'm crazy, there's some evidence for you. It was 11 a.m., and everybody in my family was getting ready to go out on a family lunch. I was just hanging out in my grandmother's backyard, looking at the sky, which is pretty normal, maybe expecting the cargo 727 that usually went by at that time, when I suddenly noticed this weird black triangle. Now, it was getting kind of cloudy. Uh, there was still good visibility, but you know, you could tell that later on that day, probably there was gonna be some rain. So there was a layer of stratus clouds uh, that was forming pretty rapidly. Uh, but this thing was well above that, and sometimes, you know, a cloud would go by, and when the cloud went by, I noticed it was still there, so just hovering, not moving, not making any sounds. Uh, I couldn't even tell what the texture was like. It was so black, it was just completely black. Uh, no lights, no details, nothing like that. Now, at that time, drones were not very common, and I definitely knew it was not a kite, uh, especially up at that altitude, and not moving at all despite all the wind. So the first thing that came to my mind was maybe a Skunk Works aircraft, some kind of top secret American Air Force project or whatever. Uh, I thought of the F-117 and also the B-2, which were both black triangles. 
but this triangle looked kind of smaller than those two aircraft, and as far as I'm concerned, those two airplanes cannot hover. They can just fly in a straight line, or, you know, conventional flight like normal airplanes. Uh, so no hovering. So I thought, hey, maybe Skunk Works is up to something new. I better go check it out. It's pretty cool. So naturally, I tried to observe it for as long as I could, but it was just that. It was just a black triangle not moving, making no sounds, uh, unlike other reports of black triangles, which usually accelerate or have lights or, you know, do something. This one was just, just there. I actually yelled out to my aunt, who was taking a shower at the time. She told me it was probably a kite, but obviously she wasn't observing it. And... Uh, I thought I was going to get to see it go away or accelerate or do something, but actually it became so cloudy that I just couldn't see it anymore. You know, the, the layer of clouds became really dense and really thick, became kind of an overcast. So I couldn't see it anymore. I don't know when it disappeared. Uh, like I said, I have not heard or read any reports, uh, especially near where I live, of anything similar to this over the past 15 years. Like I said, I've always been fascinated with aviation and astronomy and the atmosphere and all those things. I don't really buy into conspiracy theories, and I didn't think for one second that it was an alien attack or an alien appearance or whatever. If it had been an alien attack, I would have probably just gone out, uh, hit my chest, and been like, bring it on, which would probably have been my last words. Uh, I feel, like I said, really privileged to have seen something like this. What's up guys, Ryan Sprague here, and I'm just dropping in to remind you about our Patreon campaign. Somewhere in the Skies is always free to consume, but it's not free to create. So if you want to help the show on a monthly basis, we have tons of rewards for you in return, including shoutouts on the show and website, bonus content and episodes, and free merch. Want to be my guest or pick a topic for the show? You can do that too. So if you'd like to learn more and to help support the show, visit patreon.com slash somewhere skies. Thank you, and keep looking up. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I saw a UFO. 
so who knows what this thing was. But it all started back when I was, I think I was 12, 12 years old, like sixth grade. And um, I was having a sleepover with my best friend. No, it wasn't because my best friend had moved away. I don't remember who I was with. It was just like a friend or my sister. But we just it was like one summer night and we decided to go sleep on the trampoline. And I will never forget this. Like, seriously. So where I grew up, I grew up really close to an Air Force base. So like our my little town is kind of surrounded by hills and then to the east of it are really huge mountain range and also there's a canyon right there. And so it is a really unique place where I grew up. It's really beautiful. And actually the town I grew up in has a really weird history with a lot of people seeing um, the Sasquatch, also known as Bigfoot, which obviously I don't believe in, but when I was a little kid, I totally believed in it because I had my friends whose grandparents said they'd seen the Sasquatch and all that. And yeah, so I was obsessed with Bigfoot when I was little, but I mean, that's a whole nother story. But this story was, we were sleeping on the trampoline. I had a huge backyard and tons of trees like when it would like when a wind would come through or the breeze would come through you could hear the wind and the leaves um rustling in the trees and i was staring at the night sky my friend fell asleep and i was still awake just like staring up and like just you could see so many stars so like where i lived so many it was amazing and you could see satellites going by and shooting stars and I had been awake for quite a while just thinking and staring at the sky and that whole time I was watching the night sky. The hill, so I was laying down and behind me was east and the other way was west. And kind of to like the west-south part of the sky, really low into the sky, there's this big bright star the whole time that it was like a planet or a star, I don't know. But it was huge, and I, throughout the night, I crossed it many times, looking at the sky, you know, looking at it. The whole time it was there, for at least an hour, it had not moved. This big, bright star planet, I'm not sure. And then out of nowhere, like, this was the freakiest thing ever. Out of nowhere, all of a sudden, that star planet just slowly started moving up, just higher, like, what the hell? This thing started moving. And it was holding still, shining bright, just like any other star, the whole night. And it starts moving up towards higher into the sky, because it was one of the stars that were a little bit lower, not like directly above. And I remember just like my heart literally just like sank to my stomach. I was just frozen, just staring at it like watching it slowly just go up into the sky. And as it got higher up, it started getting smaller and smaller, dimmer and dimmer until it finally just got so high up it disappeared. And I remember just thinking, what the hell was that? It wasn't a plane, it wasn't, what was it? It was the freakiest thing and it was just not there anymore. That big bright star that was there, it was not there anymore. It disappeared, I just watched it move up into the sky it was the creepiest and weirdest thing and I remember like the next day telling my whole family about it, my friends about it, and, like everyone just thinks I'm crazy. Like I will never forget that because I was not crazy. I knew exactly what I saw. So 
whether it was aliens or it was from the Air Force Base, some kind of new aircraft that they were testing. But the weird part is, is that it had been in that same spot for a very long time, just hovering. So if it was an aircraft, was it just hovering there? It just does not make any sense. And to this day, I still don't know what it was. I'll never know, but it's very weird and mysterious. And yeah, that was my, my story of seeing an unidentified object. Bye. Hello, my name is Miguel Rodriguez. I'm a native New Yorker. I was born and raised in the Bronx. I currently live in South Florida. I work for the Broward County School Board. I wanted to share two sightings that I had in the Bronx, both as a child and as an adult. My first initial sighting took place in 1989. I was 12 years old. The building that I lived in from my bedroom, I could see the New York City skyline and all of Queens. Directly in front of me was the Hudson River and the Whitestone Bridge. On this particular night, I saw what appeared to be a luminescent orb over the bridge. This orb was pulsating a brilliant light. It looked like a little mini moon. It was rocking back and forth in the sky right over the Whitestone Bridge like a boat in water, effortlessly. What I observed was that this orb, this UFO, wanted to be seen. As a child, I was amazed. I didn't know what to make of it. I've never heard of UFOs or anything of that sort prior to that. So I tried to make sense of what I was seeing and my description of that was a little mini moon that floated like a boat on water. Things got more interesting as I observed this object, which the experience in total may have lasted anywhere between 15 to 20 minutes. That's how long it was there. Two jets were scrambled to pursue this object. They came out of Queens and at this point, I feel like I'm in a movie. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I was excited. I was scared. I asked my brother to come take a look at it. He was terrified. He ran back to his bunk bed and got under the covers. Me, on the other hand, I couldn't take my eyes off of it. And I was, you might as well have given me popcorn because my eyes were glued uh, to what I was seeing. So the jets pursued this object. The object vanished and the jets returned to wherever they came from in Queens. This object reappeared, and when it reappeared, it really started uh, going heavy with the light show. It started pulsating even more. The light was even more brilliant. And then things started getting even more interesting. So from the middle of the Whitestone Bridge to my building I'd have to say I'm just taking a wild guess here but uh, I'd say anywhere between 5 to 10 miles what started happening is that this object from that point in the bridge to my building to my neighborhood started flying over in what appeared to be milliseconds I have to say that in under a minute 
possibly even under 30 seconds, this object flew from the bridge to my neighborhood at least seven times, eight times back and forth effortlessly like nothing. It was unreal. It was as fast as if you were to point a, a light uh, pointer, a laser pointer on a chalkboard and move it around. That's how fast it was. When it got to my neighborhood, which was very fast, I noticed that it wasn't an orb. It was, in fact, a craft, a disc-shaped craft, uh, metallic in nature. And that the uh, orb that I thought it was, was just uh, an energy of sorts around the craft, like an aura, circular. And that was my first sighting. I couldn't take my eyes off of the sky after that. After that, I became very adamant in observing and watching the sky. The second sighting took place in 2002. I worked as a security guard for a beer distribution company. This was also in the Bronx. And my shift was from 11 p.m. to 8 a.m. I worked overnight. And I noticed that in 2002, mid-October, late October, actually, October 25th, 26th, I noticed uh, what appeared to be like a like Roman sparklers, like the sparks that come off a Roman sparkler or uh, someone working with metal, a, a machinist working with metal, the, uh, the sparks that come off of that. I started noticing that over this building that was in front of the facility. The building is six stories tall, fairly small building. And I was in my post in the back of uh, the facility. It was very cold and I didn't really care to go investigate whatever that was any further. In fact, it was so cold that for two weeks, it just didn't dawn on me to investigate whatever that was. Although I was watching it and uh, checking it out. On November 10th, 2002 I finally gave in I was my curiosity got the best of me I I asked myself what is this what am I looking at because it was just you know I, I just couldn't make it out so I walked toward the front of the facility to the first post and uh that facility is that it's as big as a football field so I walked to the front of it and out of these sparks that I saw over the building, a triangular craft appeared out of nowhere, out of those sparks. And it was big. It was silent. If I didn't see it come out of those sparks, I wouldn't have known it was there in the first place. It made no noise whatsoever. There was one light on it that I could tell that was red. Other than that, it was completely blended in with the night and made no noise. I walked backwards with this triangular craft over me, uh, which, by the way, was just over six stories above me. It was fairly close. I'm pretty sure that if I wanted to, I could throw something at the object. But 
I walked backwards the entire time with this object over me. And it was so unreal that I couldn't, I couldn't even talk. I couldn't even, I just moved with it backwards until it went over the back of the facility, which is, uh, obscured by rocks and, you know, a big rocky wall that over that goes into the Cross Bronx Expressway. And that was in 2002. So I wrestled with that sighting because I didn't know who to talk to about it. So I, I really wrestled with that information and what I saw. I've never reported a UFO or anything of that sort until 2005 when I, st I first started using the internet in AOL. I did my research. I wanted to file my first UFO report and I did so with somebody that I felt was very credible and that person was Brian Vike from HBCCUFO.com. I filled out the report. He called me. He vetted me. And according to Brian Vike, my story checked out and he wanted me to talk with Jeff Rents and be interviewed by Jeff Rents and be on his radio show. And I did. And after that interview, which is uh, on Jeff, the Jeff Rents program, which is a nationally syndicated radio show, uh, the floodgates were open. Uh, people started contacting me in regards to what I saw. And from that day on, I've been involved in the information community, the UFO community, whatever you want to call it. And to this day, I still have sightings. I have pictures. I have video, uh, particularly here in South Florida. And that's my story. I hope that uh, people in New York share their stories more because to my understanding uh, having a sighting out there is not unusual but we don't hear about those much especially in the cities in the, in the five boroughs you know um, but that's my story thank you I have been putting off this story for such a very long time because it creeps me out. I've only like really told this story to like my family members and like some coworkers. So for today's video, I'm going to be talking about my encounters with extraterrestrials and UFOs really. Um, I, I start getting so scared talking about these kind of things and I'm also home alone which doesn't help. So to start things off, I'm actually going to be talking about one of my first, earliest encounters with UFOs. So this story begins with me and one of my friends. So me and Chase were actually playing in this playground. And in these apartments that I used to live in, they had a playground in a field that was across the apartments. For me at the time, this field was huge. So I don't know how it is now because I haven't been there for so long. Me and my friend Chase were playing on the playground. The sun was starting to set already. Uh, we had like a good 30 to 45 minutes maybe left of daylight. I don't remember why, 
but we decided, oh, like, let's go play out in the field, uh, which is strange because there was nothing in the field. We were just kind of walking around the field. I think we were just, you know, just talking. I had the sudden urge to actually look up, and right as I looked up, I noticed something in the sky. It looked like a big rock. It had two dots on each side of the, of the thing of the UFO. It had like a rough texture all around it. It didn't have any wings and it was just there almost right above us. There was nothing attached to it or a part of it that would make it, you know, fly. Me and Chase, we really didn't know what we were looking at. I pointed to it and I asked Chase, Chase, do you see that? And Chase was like, yeah, I do see that. What is that? You know, like we were both just like, oh, what is it? And we looked at it for a good few minutes and it was still there just floating. It wasn't too close to us, but it was still really high up in the sky, but we could still see it perfectly. But we just made our way back to the playground away from it really because we just didn't know what it was and we were just kind of playing on the play structure and there is this part in the play structure where you can kind of climb up and it's like almost like a roofing that you could climb up on and kind of just look out into the field and the ufo was still there it didn't look like it was moving around or anything it was just still up in the sky no movement whatsoever. This is gonna sound really silly, but earlier that week, me and my family actually went to KFC, and in the kids' meals at that time, they actually came with, like, binoculars for kids. I told my friend Chase that. I was like, hey, Chase, like, I have these new binoculars in my house. I could go bring them, and I we can come back outside, and we can see this thing up close. And my friend Chase was like, yeah, okay, you know, let's do it. And so, what was really cool, too, is Chase actually lived right next to me in the other apartment. So we walked home, and by this time too, it was actually starting to get dark. Like, it was about 10 minutes before it actually got, like, dark out. Once we walked up to our doors, Chase's mom told me, oh, Chase can't play outside anymore, it's getting dark. But I was still determined to get my binoculars and go back outside to the park to go look at whatever this thing was. I ran into my room and I was trying to look everywhere. I remember I had like a gray giant tub full of toys and I was just kind of digging my way through it, taking out every toy to see if I could find my binoculars and I couldn't find them. My sister opened the door and I heard the rattling of the binoculars so I actually hung them up on the doorknob. I told my sister, I was like, oh there's something in the sky and it's floating there and I want to see it with my new binoculars. You know, I grabbed my binoculars, I opened the door and then I ran down the stairs and I went back to the park by myself and I went up to the rooftop of the play structure and I pulled out my binoculars and it was gone and it was a clear night there was nothing else in the sky but anyways so yeah didn't see anything in the sky you know i had my little kfc binoculars on my neck and i just was like well, you know what oh well so i came back home i was telling my sisters i have three sisters by the way i was telling my sisters i was like you guys like me and my friend chase saw the craziest thing today and i told them exactly how I saw it. I told them, I was like, oh my god, it was like a big rock and it had like four gray dots on it. And my sisters were like, oh my god, you know, like they were trying to scare me because they were teenagers at this point. I was just a little bean at this time. My sisters were like, you just saw a UFO. You and your friend just saw a UFO and you know that it was aliens and all of this stuff. And they were just trying to freak me out. That's when I realized, I was like, oh my god, I saw a UFO. They're like, oh, they're gonna track you down and you know, they're gonna abduct you and they're gonna take you in your sleep. But I was was just bawling my eyes out. It was so traumatizing for me because they're like, yeah, like, why did you, why did you go back outside? They might have known that you were onto them and that's why they left. 
So yeah, that was one of the first encounters I have with, you know, seeing a UFO and all that stuff. Every once in a while, when you do walk somewhere, you know, just make sure you look up. Somewhere in the Skies is produced by Third Kind Productions in association with the Entertainment One Podcast Network. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com slash covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. warbyparker.com slash covered.